0: Take some notes and get ready to see your life and bank account transform. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I'm really excited for today's episode. I interview Jane Havens on what does it take to really make it in your coaching business. After re-listening to this episode, there were so many little nuggets. That I think you'll take away from her knowledge of running two successful businesses and being a mom who just truly decided to go for it after years of being a stay-at-home mom. So if you don't know Jane, Jane is a certified sleep consultant and runs her own sleep consulting business called Snooze Fest by Jane Havens. Jane is also the founder of the Center for Pediatric Sleep Management, which is a sleep consulting certification program where she trains, mentors, and certifies others to become successful sleep consultants. I'm excited for you to hear this interview today, so let's go. Hello Jane, welcome to the podcast. So, start off by telling everyone a little bit about who you are and what you're all about.
1: Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today and congrats on the launch of your podcast. This is very exciting. So, to tell everybody a little bit about me, um I am a mom, I'm a wife. I have two little kids. They're 10 and 6. I live in Baltimore, Maryland. I formerly used to work in catering sales. I used to um, plan big parties, weddings, corporate holiday parties, you know, all the stuff. I worked nights, weekends, holidays until I was literally like driven into the ground. And I always knew that when I had kids, that was like my pre-kid life. And I always knew that when I had a child that I didn't want to do that anymore. And so, you know, nine months pregnant, I quit my job. Had a baby, was a stay at home mom for, I don't know, like four ish years, and really loved just pouring my heart and soul into parenting my son. And then my daughter came along about four years later and she was, she was tricky. Like she gave me a run for my money and it wasn't as fun the second time around. I was burnt out. I was exhausted from just like, being elbow deep in mom life and i was itching to like get back to work but my husband is a lawyer and travels a lot and everybody had gotten really used to like me just being around and doing everything for the family so going back to work wasn't going to be in the cards at least the way that it you know the, the way that you think about going back to work right um so i decided to start my own business i Uh, got certified to be a pediatric sleep consultant. I was always good at getting my own kids to sleep. And I turned a hobby into a little side hustle. That's really what it was in the beginning. I had no huge ambitions. I just wanted to like exercise my brain and talk to other adults and do something that felt smart. And what happened was, I think my passion sort of got the best of me. And very quickly, my little fun side hustle turned into like a very successful, legitimate business. And so now I'm like this real entrepreneur that like does all this fun, crazy business stuff, which is just like an awesome ride. It's, it's amazing how that happens. It was never my intention, but like, here we are.
0: Great story. I think a lot of people can relate to that for sure. Where it's like, oh my God, this like turned into like a real business where I'm making real money. Oh my gosh. So like, how did you start the certification program? Cause that wasn't something you really touched on. And I know that's a huge part of now your life.
1: Yeah. So I did, I did like one-on-one coaching for a little bit. And then I decided that I wanted to sort of scale my business. Like I got this itch to grow really, really quickly. And, and it wasn't just about growing my own business. It was about like growing. I always say like, when I grow, I grow professionally, but also personally. like I was on this whole um, journey to like be something new and different than what I was previously. And so I just like kept going with that. And what I realized is that um other certification courses on the market were sort of missing the mark in a couple of key areas, in my opinion. And so I showed up and filled the gaps. Um, one thing that I noticed was sort of missing was, the level of mentorship and support that students were craving from the programs that they were enrolling in. So when I took a course, I didn't need a ton of support. I think I I'm a go-getter. I have this entrepreneurial spirit. Uh my dad and my brothers are both sort of entrepreneurial. So I think it was in my blood and in my bones. So I was okay to like get up and running without so much help, but I saw that there were a lot of other women that were going through the same program that were like really struggling to figure out the business piece. Like, you know, they, they were taught how to be really good sleep consultants, but they weren't taught how to grow a business. And that happens to be my favorite part of all of this is like the actual business building side of things. So I created a program that has a high level of mentorship and support. And we also place a really heavy emphasis on business building and entrepreneurship. So we're not just teaching you how to sleep train babies and toddlers. We're teaching sales, marketing, business growth strategy, mindset work, And my students are graduating the program feeling like really confident entrepreneurs, or at least that's my goal is for them to get out there and feel like, yeah, I actually know how to find a client. I'm not totally clueless there. I might be scared to go out and find a client, but I know how to do it. I know what to do. Now I just need to get over my fear and actually get out there and do it. Uh, I think you really hit the mark there too,
0: is like there was that big gap. And so, um, wow, that's amazing that you're like, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to start my own thing and now I, you have I, once again a wildly successful uh, coaching business and the certification uh, business. So I guess I'd love for you because you've had so many clients and you know come through this program of yours. What are you seeing what works? Like what is that that component right now that you're like, "Oh, like these people are doing these things and they're making a ton of money."
1: Yeah. So I think the first and most important thing is sort of like an inner passion or fire inside the person who's getting started. Um, And I think that that passion and fire is not driven by money. It's driven by like passion for the work that they're doing, right? So when you're really passionate about let's use sleep consulting as the example. Cause that's what I do. If you are really passionate about healthy and independent sleep hygiene for infants and toddlers, if you are so passionate about the idea that like, Moms don't need to be martyrs and not sleep through the night for four years, that they can have a full night of sleep and be a good parent at the same time. And if you're so fired up about all the sort of negative energy that's out there on the Internet and all the mom shaming about sleep training and that just like drives you bonkers and you want to get out there and change the dialogue and talk to moms about how it's okay. to establish these healthy sleep habits and these boundaries around sleep. And it's okay for your child to learn how to fall asleep independently, even if that feels stressful in the moment, right? If that sort of like lights you up and really fires you up, then like you have a start. You're meant to do this work, right? Sometimes people enroll in my program and they just like want to make an extra thousand bucks a month. Like maybe they're a teacher or they're an accountant or a paralegal or a hairstylist. And they're just like, drowning in bills and they're like, what can I do? That's not like an MLM or that doesn't feel weird or gross. And they're like, oh, sleep consulting sounds nice. Like, you know, that's an actual legitimate business. Like maybe I'll do that, but they don't actually have that like fire and passion for the work that we do. Sometimes I think that that can be a a major roadblock because when you're putting yourself out there, And you're just going at it from the angle of like, I need to land a client. I need to get this many clients. I need, where am I going to find my next client? Rather than coming at it from the angle of like, how can I help you today? Like, how can I make your life better? How can I like serve you? How can I change your life? Like, I want to get out there and change lives, right? Like, that's the difference. Oh,
0: you, that is something I tell my clients all the time too. I'm like, instead of saying, how can I get a client today? How about who can I help today? Who needs my help today? And I go to them, talk to them, help just one person today. And you'll be surprised how quickly your business, like, and just my mindset. I, I know for a fact, when I changed that myself, Of like, I'm here to give value first and then clients naturally will come.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I talk a lot to the ladies that take my program. We talk a lot about sort of how to how to give like the free help so that the paid help comes in. And what I'm always explaining to them is that like, people aren't hiring sleep consultants because they don't know the answers to their questions. Like, Mm. that's not why you hire a sleep consultant. Like most parents know what they need to do to like make a change to the way that their child sleeps. It's not that they need the answer. It's that they need the support. They need the compassion, the empathy, they need the accountability. So like, give them the answer, right? If if somebody is asking in a Facebook group, like, you know, my eight month old is up every single night crying every hour on the hour. I am ready to like stab my eyeballs out. Like, what do I do? Tell them what to do, like give them the answer. And then after you tell them what to do, say like, if you want some support as you work to make these changes, here's how you reach out to me. Or would it be okay if I reached out to you? You know, like, give them the answer. It's not about the answer, right? So like, you know, supporting families, showing up and offering accountability and support and empathy and and like true passion for what you're doing is what's going to lead to success. Specifically in a sleep consulting business, but I'm pretty confident that this would apply really to anything.
0: Uh, yes, 100%. And I, I say the same thing. I'm like, you can literally give everything online, like all of the, your good stuff. And there's still going to be always a piece of somebody that's might, might be like, Hmm, I might be missing something still like, or how does this apply to me? Like, or I'm so different though. And so I'm like, people are paying for organized step-by-step information. Like we have to remember this, like, and sometimes on the internet, it's like a little all over the place. Like step five is up here, step two. And then you're just like, but how can I piece this all together? It's like, I'm giving you the full step-by-step. And in addition to that, yes, the accountability, the emotional support, like getting real-time feedback, all of these things, like why do we hire coaches? It's not to get all the answers. It's because I sometimes just need emotional support. I need somebody to like help me work through something that maybe I can't see. Um, So I I don't know. I I love that how you like kind of phrase that. Like it just, in in my mind, I'm like, just give it away. (laughs) Like help people first. And once again, you're going to see the money come in. So yeah, so I
1: I think that's the first part. I think that there's more, I think sort of the next step is not giving up, right? right? I know that, I know that that sounds, (laughs) I think that that sounds so, I don't know, that's probably going to annoy people who are working so hard and feeling like they are not having success. But I really am sort of like a firm believer that the difference between the people who make it and the people who don't. The people who didn't just like gave up and quit and they got frustrated or they got burnt out or, and and you know what, a lot of the time that comes from not having the passion that I was Mm -hmm. talking about before. Right. So like, if you're just spinning your wheels because you're chasing X amount of dollars and you're feeling really desperate and you're not getting those dollars into your bank account, then you can just give up because you're like, this feels really hard. I'm not making any money. I don't like this. I'm not doing it anymore. But Again, if you're coming at it from a place of like, this is what I'm really passionate about. I'm out there to help people. I'm out there to change lives. And I'm not going to give up because I'm making a difference in the world. And I'm really, I'm, I'm saving people out there. Like I've been told, I can't even tell you how many times I've been told, you know, you saved my marriage. You've made our family enjoy everybody again. Like I've had moms tell me that they didn't like their babies. Like they were resenting their babies until we started working together. And like, that breaks my heart. So for me, it's like, I want to help people. I want to change those things. And when you show up with that attitude and then you're just, you're not going to give up if that's your attitude. It's like, I'm, I'm not done until I help as many people as I can help. Um, there's no way you can be a quitter when you have that attitude.
0: Oh yeah. I, I, you always see those, uh, I'm sure there's like quotes. It's like, only failure comes if. You give up or whatever, and sometimes I'm always like, ah, oh, so cliche. But I'm like, it's the simple words that make such a big impact. <laughs> like, like, oh my gosh! Like, and, and I think too, and I and I would I love for you to kind of sh- shed some light on this of like people always say, when, when am I going to get the clients? When am I going to be successful? Like, I'd love for you to kind of just like, what would you say to one of your sleep consultants right now or a coach that's just is like, what do I have to be doing really? Like, like, okay, when is this all going to happen for me?
1: Yeah, so I'm going to share an example. I I have somebody in my program who was really struggling to get her first client. Like it was taking her a really really long time. And she just actually got her first client recently, which is like the most exciting thing ever. I'm so ha- happy for her and proud of her. But what I'm noticing is that what was missing and and probably still is missing, like this this is something she's going to need to work on moving forward is her messaging, right? Because I think it all boils down to how you're communicating and who you're communicating with, right? Um, A lot of people, you know, people say to me, like, sometimes sometimes you're not your own ideal audience, right? Like, some people take my course and, like, they would never hire a sleep consultant because for whatever reason like maybe because they never needed the type of support that sleep consultants provide maybe they would never spend that amount of money on a coach like right it so you have to be talking to the right person and and the person who is willing to sort of invest in themselves and and get themselves the help that they need right we're asking we invested in ourselves to get this education and to to have this expertise and then we're asking our clients to invest in us but also invest in themselves right and and to get the support that they need and you have to be able to communicate your value in a way that speaks to your ideal audience and like i guess that's different depending on who your ideal audience is you know um for me when i talk about sleep consulting and sleep training i spend a lot of time talking about the stigma around sleep training and how I work very hard to try and unravel all of that. And like, we're not, we're not here to be martyrs. We're not here to be shamed by other moms. Like the decision that you're making to establish some healthy sleep habits in your home is one that you should feel no shame about. You should feel super proud that like you're doing this for your child. Sleep training is something that's not done to your child before your child, right? I have all this language that I've sort of, Um, developed over the years that really positions me to not only be an expert, but like to really clearly and effectively articulate my value so that they can connect. Like, yeah, if I hire her, I'm going to see some sort of transformation. They feel really confident about that. And sometimes the transformation isn't just like how many hours of sleep you're going to get, but it's like how you're going to feel about being a mom. Yeah. Right. Like part of, part of what I sell is like, letting you let go of whatever shame you feel around how you're parenting. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big part of my messaging because a lot of families, they come on calls with me and they're like, they just have so much guilt about everything, like everything, you know? And my goal is to obviously improve sleep, but also to get them to a place where they're actually proud of the type of parents that they are. And, and parenting in a way that sort of aligns with their parenting style and that feels good and, and positions their child to be happy and healthy and, and shedding all of the shame that surrounds raising babies and toddlers, which is like such craziness, you know, but like, this is what I'm doing. And, and so it's up to everybody to like, figure out their own way to connect with their ideal audience that feels authentic to themselves. Right. Because, but I know for sure. I actually have a colleague who, um, she coaches parents of like toddlers and preschoolers on like discipline and boundary setting and limit setting, all of that stuff. And she's told me all of her language. Like she talks to me about the stuff that she says to her clients. But if I were to go and say that to my clients, I would sound like an idiot because they're not my words. I don't own them. Um, they didn't come from my heart. They didn't come from my head. They're just something that somebody else taught me that, it's not mine. I don't own it. And I think that she's really smart and she's doing an amazing job. And I actually totally buy into everything she says, but if I go and try and regurgitate it, I sound like an idiot. So I don't do that. I have to come up with something that works for me, that feels authentic to me. And when I'm showing up truly confidently and authentic, like that's when I thrive. Mm.
0: I think a lot of people miss that point too, of like, this has to, they're buying you. Like, I always tell my clients, clients, this is like, they're buying you at the end of the day, like how you speak your coaching style, how, uh, how you just educate all those things. Like, and so social media, you know, obviously this isn't what I teach, uh, but like social media is a big part of this. Cause we can let people in to like our living rooms in a sense, like into our, these worlds that we live to let them get to know us and like really let people fall in love with us. Um, and that's what I always want people to do is like, you know, you have like this superpower inside of you that, um, is so magnetic to people, but like, we're so afraid to just let ourselves be ourselves. Cause what if, what if I get judged? What if people don't like
1: me? What if I sound stupid? What if they say no? What yeah. if they say no?
0: Which right, they yeah. do.
1: Yeah, Newsflash. there might be people that don't like me. <laughs> Newsflash, they say no. Um, you know, and and maybe that's sort of like number three, if we're, if we're sort of listing things that <laughs> yeah. separate, separate those who make it from those who don't. Uh, the people who make it get comfortable with the word no, they get comfortable with rejection, they get comfortable with being uncomfortable. um, Because, you know, entrepreneurship is not, it's not linear, progress is not linear, there are lots of ups and downs, you know, and you have to be comfortable with having a lot of success, and then some failure too, and then maybe a little bit more success, and then a whole lot more failure. And then, you know, you have to be comfortable with that roller coaster, or or even if you're not comfortable, you you just still have to stay on. Like none of us are comfortable, right? But like you just have to stay on the track.
0: Yeah, and I I say this a lot too. Is like you know you're like if this was easy, everybody would be doing this because there's a lot of money to be made. There's a lot of success behind all of this, and it's like it's hard because the mindset component is actually really hard. It's not like the work is actually hard. Like to be quite honest, like pressing some buttons here and there and like writing, I don't know, to me is, is fairly easy, but it's just like, once again, going back to, well, what if nobody likes what I say? Like, what if somebody has an opinion about how, how I sleep train or how I coach or whatever? It's like, oh my gosh, like that's the stuff that really stops us in our tracks and goes, I give up. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> like, Right. So it's like being, yeah. un- being uncomfortable and hearing rejection and hearing the nose, like it's going to happen, and so I always say, the sooner that you can just start doing this, like the sooner you can hear the no and the it, all the things, like the sooner you're just gonna like go down that path of success. Like the sooner you can get to that point where you feel like, oh, this isn't so bad. I, I'm gonna be okay. I'm
1: going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Another thing that just popped into my head that I think is so huge, we would we would be silly to not bring it up, yeah. is I think that entrepreneurs sometimes um, sort of like track their goals. In a way that's not realistic, Mm. right? So an example comes to mind. I have somebody who enrolled in my program recently who works full-time. She doesn't like her job. She wants to become a sleep consultant, do sleep consulting full-time and quit her day job. And she enrolled like a week ago and a couple of days after enrolling, you know, she comes into our our community for students and graduates. And she's like, I just don't see how this is ever going to happen. Like I'm never going to." be able to build up my business to the level of my income that I make in my nine to five. Like, I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm so frustrated. And like, I totally get that feeling, right? Like we've all been there. But I also think, (laughs) I also think like it was highly, I'm like, it was highly likely that she hadn't even logged into the course yet. Like, like literally the first step is just, you need to start the training. Like you cannot worry about your goal. That's like maybe a three to five year plan. On the second day of you deciding to try something new, right? Like you have to make these sort of micro goals and and take step by step, like baby steps, so that you can move forward in the right direction. Because what she was doing is she was sort of setting herself up for failure before she even got started. She was counting herself out, you know. And had she just said, like, "I'm going to spend the next eight weeks getting through the course" or whatever it is, like, "I'm going to spend." five hours a week, like one hour a day working through the program, like those would have been more sort of like achievable goals that she could say, oh, like I finished, I finished the first module this week, or I finished two modules this week. Right. And then she actually would be feeling good. Like I made some progress, but she was already sort of counting herself out. So I had to talk with her about that. We, We got her straight, but I think that that's really common. And, and something that I see a lot with entrepreneurs is just sort of like, racing ahead to the end game and like not even paying attention to all the work that needs to go into getting there. Yeah.
0: And I, I had really high expectations when I first started, like I got certified as a life coach and then I made that post on social media. And I was like, where are my clients? Like I posted that I am a life coach now. And like, it just was so like, obviously like a, such a, like my ego took a, you know, big hit there. And yeah, like, I think a lot of people come to this coaching world thinking that like in one month, in one week, like I'm going to be making six figures. Like everybody's going to know who I am and what I'm all about. Cause like I made that, I made a few posts on social media. Like everybody should know now. And it's like, it takes so much. Like, I'm not going to say it's once again, not that it's like hard. It's just, there's a lot of steps involved. Like we're building a business. So you're laying the foundation of a business, which doesn't happen in a month or overnight. Do you know what I mean? So, yes. uh, so happy that you brought that up. Like, so I guess, tell me like, you know, obviously with this person, particularly, like, I know you had a conversation with her, but like, like when somebody has like those big dreams, big goals, and they want it, want it to happen fast. Like, like
1: what do you say is our next step? Honestly, I think they need to pump the brakes because I think it is so so counterproductive to have that mindset. You know, when I was telling you that story, I was thinking back to my own journey of when I launched my business. And I think part of the reason for why I was actually so successful in the beginning is because I had no big ambitions. Mm -hmm. I wasn't chasing the six-figure year. I wasn't chasing this, like, I wasn't trying to build an empire. I literally Mm -hmm. was like, bored at home, wanted to do something, was super passionate about this and decided to hit the ground running and just got out there and started talking to a million people. Like I did what you and I tell people all day long to do, but I did it, you know, I didn't have all of those mental blocks because I wasn't, I didn't have these huge, big goals. I just was leading with an idea and, and some passion and excitement and like that was it. So I think that, you know, when you have these huge goals, you sort of have to pump the brakes and you have to come up with a smaller, more reasonable goal, because there's no way you're going to hit that crazy big goal in any sort of timely fashion, most likely, right? Like that's going to take time, energy, strategy, thought process. Like there's a lot that goes into, building a successful business. So, you know, instead of focusing on the end game, you need to focus on like, what are the first steps and like taking it step-by-step or, or if you're not even going to be methodical, which I was not methodical, like I wasn't like planning out my social media strategy. I was just like getting out there and talking about my business and connecting with people and networking and just sharing about how I can help people. That's literally all I did. But I did it with no goals. It was just like, I'm going to get out there and do this because I really enjoy it. And, you know, that, that worked for me. But I think small teeny tiny baby steps is the way to go for most people so that they don't get discouraged because when you're discouraged, that's like the easiest way to say, I'm out of here. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. So going back to kind of what you said at the beginning too, is like the person that usually is really successful, like fast, fast, I guess, fast success she's usually the one that has a lot of passion. So what if, what if she doesn't have a ton of passion? Like what, what do you tell that person?
1: I don't know. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Or I I think that that's, I think that that's really tricky because I do think, and, and maybe I'm curious to hear if you have a different perspective on this, but I do think that like the secret to success to some degree is like loving what you do. Yeah. If you aren't enjoying your work, then like, you're not going to prioritize it. You're not going to show up. Right. Like we all choose to do the things that we like the most, right. Whether that's like watching Netflix, scrolling our phone, going for a jog. Like, I feel like you like, you like to exercise. You're into yoga. Like you do that. Cause you like that. I don't, like that. So I don't do that, right? Like we all choose to do the things that we like to do. So if you don't like what you're working on, you're not going to work on it, right? Yeah. Um and and so I think it's tough. I think that it's really important to show up in your business in a way that's like you have to it's like putting your oxygen mask on first. Like you have to be serving yourself in order to like serve others. If you're miserable and hate the work that you're doing, like that energy is not going to bode well for putting it out there to everybody else. Would you agree? Or do you think, do you think like you can create a successful business doing something that you're not excited about and that you don't really love? Well,
0: I think it does have to start with like, you have some ambition obviously, but like you have, you have to have a passion. I think I, if I, ah. I guess there was two, there was two things. Like, of course I wanted to make a lot of money. Like that was a big part of my why at the very beginning, but the sooner that I started coaching and realized, wow, I'm making such an impact on these people. Like I brought it back a bit. Like I was like, oh, now I'm really seeing what I'm capable of like personally. Um, but yeah, I feel like there. For me, it is a little bit of both. Like I had a monetary, like oh, I want to hit this. Once I hit it, it was like oh, not a really big deal, <laughs> by the way. Um, but but now it's like, how many people can I help? I'd rather actually lower my prices sometimes to get more to help more people than to be like I'm I'm worth you know whatever amount of money to just to just get a get one client. I don't know. Like I'm I'm very much into and now I guess I'm a little bit more of like I, I want quality clients that are really just excited. To to start the business and to to get that ground running, but like I don't know, I, I don't know. There, there's a little bit of like I guess, I think there has there has to be passion. Yes, if, we, if we're going back to it, it has. Yeah, to, I'm not I'm not suggesting
1: I'm not suggesting that like you can't be driven by money. I think like to some degree we all are a little bit driven by that. It's exciting. Um, let's be real. <laughs> it's totally exciting. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially for someone like me who yeah. was a stay at home mom, like making zero dollars to all of a sudden have an income that was like very much legit, very quickly like that. Don't get me wrong. That was very exciting. Um, But I didn't get into my line of work solely for the purpose of like making X amount of dollars a month or a year. Um, I I think that you can go back to work to make that amount of money. But if you are going to be successful, you're really better off figuring out how to do that using your skills and your passion. Mm -hmm. Um, I always tell this story. There's this company called Declan's Mining Company. Everyone should look it up. Um, They literally sell a bucket of sand and rocks. It's like $60 plus shipping. And it's like for kids to go gem mining at home, right? Like, you know how when you go to those like vacation spots and you can like dig, sift through the sand and find gems. Well, like this is a like at home gem mining kit. And it's like 70 bucks for like a bucket of sand and rocks. And like, I've bought it several times, right? <laughs> like, it's like, I bought it several times. I bought it for my own kids. I bought it for my niece and nephew for the holidays. And like, do you know how many people probably told her, like, that is the dumbest thing in the entire world. Like, nobody's going to pay $60 plus shipping for your sand and rocks. But like, she has this booming business. And this is because she had this great idea. She's super excited about it. She's mm-hmm. found her niche and like her market and she's selling the crap out of sand and rocks and like for her. Right. So like, you know, I think anybody can be successful doing anything, but you have to believe in what you're doing and you have to show up like, yeah. yep, this is, this is it right here. And if you don't believe it, it's really hard for you to convince others to believe it. Yeah. It's spot on. So, uh, I feel like there's so
0: many more questions I want to ask you, um, but we're kind of running out of time here, but so I'd love, I guess last final words, like what are some words of wisdom for this ambitious coach who's listening to this podcast right now? Like what'd be something you'd want to tell this coach that is like, I am so ready to have all the things, everything I desire.
1: (sighs) What would you tell her today? I would say that it's really important to always be continuing to learn like even someone like me, who's very established, I have a very successful business. People think of me as an expert in my field. I am constantly learning. I buy courses. I listen to podcasts. I've hired coaches. I listen to webinars. I I do all the things I learn from inside of my community. Like it's not just you know, I learn from everywhere. And, you know, I think that sometimes people take a certification course, whether it's a sleep consultant certification course or like a nutrition or whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. You take this one course and you think, Oh, I took this course. I'm the expert. I know what I'm talking about. Like, no, you're just getting started. Like, this is just the beginning. If you think you already know everything there is to know after studying for, doesn't matter whether it's a few months, a few years, you're wrong. Like there's still more, there's always more. And I think that people who I'm an information gatherer, I like to constantly absorb more information and more knowledge. And I always have a takeaway. That's why I like talking to people like you, because you teach me things, right? And and I'm going to listen to your podcast because like whoever the next person is that you interview, like I want to hear what they have to say. Because even if the 40 minute interview is like, I could have told you everything in that interview, there will be one teeny tiny takeaway but i will be like, that was brilliant. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to tell everybody I know about that, right? So like, you know, you have to be willing to constantly improve on yourself. Like you're never done. And mm. when you have that mentality, like you're always just working on yourself and, and getting better. Like this is just the start. I'm I'm still just getting started. I this think. is just the
0: beginning. Yeah, right? Just the beginning. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: the All- Jane, thank you for your words of wisdom. And, uh, well, where can people find you?
1: Sure. So if you're interested in it, if, if your kid is not sleeping through the night, you're tired as can be, uh, the best place to find me is probably on Instagram, um, snooze Fest by Jane Havens and my website's the If you're interested in learning about becoming a sleep consultant. Uh, I have a Facebook group called becoming a sleep consultant and also a podcast called becoming a sleep consultant. And my website is the CPSM.com.
0: Great. Thank you so, so much. It's always a pleasure talking with you and all right, girl. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you guys all for listening. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the ambitious coach podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen.